Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code STAPLE20. You know when you order a new video game, or a golf club, or a blender, and then it arrives at your door, you get a little thrill. Imagine how much more thrilling it is when you order a new car. With Nissan at home, you can shop for the perfect ride and order it without ever having to go anywhere. Sure beats a golf club or a blender. Buy a new car entirely online with Nissan at home. Deliver direct from dealer to driveway. Thrill starts here. Services may vary at participating dealers subject to applicable lossy dealer for details. Hi, this is Jay Billis of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter, back with you all over the major platforms, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, as well as Stitcher and Deezer, all over the smartphone device where you get your podcast, download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. We are brought to you by Rosie's Corner, Axe Exotic Pets, Ken's Auto Detailing, and Stanley Law Offices. It is simple. Just call Joe, stanleylawoffices.com. All right, it is hard to believe that the NFL playoffs are here. Uh, first of all, I, I commend greatly the work by, I mean, where does it begin? Roger Goodell. Uh, uh, owners, GMs, players, coaches, trainers, doctors, um, you know, travel people, uh, people on the front lines for the NFL teams, the facilities, uh, maintenance people, etc. Uh, protocols followed, all the stuff that happened with this coronavirus, which, let's be honest, I mean, we are just all, we're all so over it, right? I mean, my God. By the way, good thing 2021 is here, right? Because this year has already been so much better than 2020. Um, but, I, I, I mean, I've just, I've had it, you've had it, everybody's had it. We want just, we want everything back, right? We want our lives back. We, we're done being controlled. We're done with the fighting. We're done with the bullshit. Uh, we're done with the inconsistency. We're done with the hypocrisy. Local business owners are losing their mind in every state, every county, every region, every city. But as far as NFL NFL uh, status goes, man, big time stuff uh, by the NFL getting through this thing. And and we've got what they're calling like super wild card weekend because of course they are right. Uh, you know the two seed doesn't get of course if you're a Bills fan the one year the one year. The Bills get back um, to, to relevance and have a really, really good year, win the division and all the rest. They have to play during Wild Card Weekend, <laughs> which normally you'd get a two-week bye if you're in the two-seed. Anyway, here we are. It is what it is, as they say, and now it's very simple. Sean McDermott, Leslie Frazier, Brian Dable, Brian, Brandon Bean, Josh Allen, all the rest of the roster, they're going to just play through it. You have to just look past it and there's nobody just like the coronavirus just like challenges just like staying the course just like the tunnel vision just like the focus that i've been talking about all year the bills coaching staff i would i would i can't think of many people you know you'd more than i'd want than them uh leading the way there now before i get to bills colts before i get to 
the other games on Saturday. I'm actually going to backtrack. I'm going to go from Sunday night to Sunday afternoon to Saturday night to Saturday afternoon. Uh, again, Sunday night, Sunday afternoon, Saturday night, Saturday afternoon with all these games in terms of predicting them, uh, storylines, key matchups, and all the rest. I think this Steelers-Browns game is going to be fascinating, not only because Kevin Stefanski is out, not only because Joel DeTonio is out, one of the best guards in football. And by the way, the Browns probably have the best guard tandem in the NFL, uh, along with uh, Teller, who was fantastic for the Cleveland Browns. Um, You've got the COVID situation there. You've got Alex Van Pelt running the show in terms of the play calling. Kevin Stefanski is out in this one. So it's going to be a very, very difficult um, you know, game for Cleveland to to win. Um, they're going to be lining up uh, with with a lot of guys. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be hit it hard uh, for Cleveland, like always. Um, I think that when you look at um, you know not having Joel Batoni, I think I said Detonio. I apologize, but Joel Batoni. I was just looking to see how old he is. By the way, he's almost thirty already. He's been in the league for a while. Um, even without Joel Batonio and the Cleveland situation on the line, still you have really, really good players, really, really good blockers, Wyatt Teller, etc. I would expect Cleveland to try and ground and pound their way to victory. Now, this is against T.J. Watt, right? It's against this Pittsburgh defense that is absolutely ferocious. They rested people last week against Cleveland. And this is just a game, and again, Big Ben will be healthy and rested, uh, this is just a game that reeks, even though Cleveland, even though Cleveland has made the playoffs for the first time in 18 years, this is a game that on paper you always look at and go, well, this is a game that Cleveland loses and this is a game that Pittsburgh wins. That defense, Cam Hayward, TJ Watt, the strong safeties and corners, the physicality, the defensive line, etc., cetera, uh, uh, being able to bull rush their way in. And the reason why I started with this game, and I feel the same way down the line with a lot of these games, including Bill's Colts, is that this game is huge in terms of running the football. I think in these particular playoffs, even though the pass game is enormous, like it always is, I think balance is going to be key because... Now, the Bills, they throw it way more than they run it, without a doubt. But there's a lot of teams in the postseason right here that rely on the balanced game. Both of these teams do. The Browns have been slinging it around. Landry's been really good. Mayfield's been really good. They've been rolling him out to the opposite side, and he's been throwing on the run. They've been getting people involved. When Pittsburgh was at its best in the beginning of the year and they were the most balanced, it was when Connor was healthy. Play action Big Ben, going to Deontay Johnson, going to Claypool, right? Going to Juju off and on, I suppose, balance, 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 and I don't see it being any different in this game. Regardless if Stefanski is in there, uh, not in there, Batonio not in there, it's going to be about the balance. And I do think the Browns are hindered a little bit with missing people for sure, especially Batonio more than Stefanski, but it's still about the players making the plays. If Chubb and Kareem Hunt can somehow find their way early and you utilize Baker into the play action and not making mistakes, and again, not a lot of fans, if if there are fans at all in some of these stadiums, will benefit teams like Cleveland, like the Bears, like, you know, perhaps the Colts. So I'm going to say that run game is going to be big here. There's three things that are always important in the postseason, okay, in no particular order. Turnovers, red zone offense, and special teams. 
And actually the fourth one that I'll say is third downs on both sides of the ball. Can you get your offense to extend the chains? If you're a defense, can you get off the field? Those four things are huge in the postseason. Third down efficiency, both sides of the ball. Red zone offense, turnover special teams, huge. I think Pittsburgh comes away with a win. I think they're rested. I think Big Ben is ready to roll. I think T.J. Watts can have a monster game. I think it's going to be really close, though, because I think Cleveland's really good. I really do. I think they're good. I think they're dangerous. But what this boils down to is Pittsburgh is going to try and take Chubb and Hunt somewhat out of it. Can they control them? Yes. Can they stop them? I'm not sure. But if they can at least somewhat control them, then it's up to Baker, and I just don't trust him in this spot. 23-20, give me the Pittsburgh Steelers at home over Cleveland on Sunday night for this one. Now, moving on to Sunday afternoon. Mid-game, mid-day, third game of the day, uh, the vanilla and the chocolate of the ice cream sandwich that is the NFL Super Wild Card Playoff, whatever the hell they're calling it. Again, same deal, balance. Mitch Trubisky for the Bears has got to have David Montgomery, another 1,000-yard rusher. Isn't it amazing when you look at David Montgomery, 1,070 yards, you're like, man, what a year, incredible. And then Derrick Henry had twice that, basically. (laughs) It's just, and we'll get to him next game. But, again, balance, 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 balance. Running the football. They've got to have Montgomery in order to set up Mitch Trubisky to limit the mistakes, okay? Look at the Saints when they're rolling with Breeze and Thomas and company, when they're rolling with the play action, when they're getting Drew Breeze comfortable and not turning it over. And again, he's had injuries. He looked good, uh, you know, coming back from it finally. Okay, last week, here we go. Again, it's Camara. Once Camara runs and he gets the defense off its heels, then you go to the screen plays, then you throw over the numbers, then you throw in the middle of the zone. Those are the things that start to happen. I like New Orleans here because in their building, fans, a little bit of fans, I suppose, not even close to a packed house, they're still a completely different team at home. And that's why I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl because you know they're going to have to go on the road to try and get to Tampa and I just, out of their element, you know, it's sort of like the Green Bay thing. Um, I just, I, I'm not sure with them on the road. It could be wrong. I could be wrong. And Drew Brees is going to play his butt off to try and get back to the postseason. I like New Orleans here by a couple of scores. 10 points, 31 to 20. Eh, let's go 34-21. Saints take this one. Again, Saints, like Pittsburgh, a little bit more experienced than the Browns and the Bears. Where does experience play into the Ravens and the Titans? I think the Ravens are actually in a better spot this year than last year. They might have been a better team last year, but the target was on the back. People were coming for them. The Titans, they admitted they admitted after the game against the Ravens in the postseason that they used the Bills' blueprint to try and shadow and spy and contain Lamar uh, in that sort of middle part of that you know football field area where he likes to scamper around and break free, and you know it was kind of the same thing in Buffalo. Uh, the Bills had the Ravens; they they had them stopped, and you thought maybe they could knock them off. And then Lamar makes that quick little oop. I'm going. No, I'm not tricked. You throw it to Hayden Hurst for the big game touchdown, and that was that. In this football game, Derrick Henry for the Titans. Dobbins and Lamar for the Ravens. Again, balance on offense. Can Henry bowl over Baltimore? Baltimore is going to try to go for Henry. Duh. Can you stop him and make Ryan Tannehill beat you? Unfortunately for other defenses this year, the Titans' offense is actually a juggernaut outside of Derrick Henry. I'm not saying Ryan Tannehill is Joe Montana, but it's pretty darn good. And the Titans right now are running major momentum at opponents. 
considering that their backup kicker doinked one in to win the division. Tannehill has been bombing the ball all year, all year long to the likes of A.J. Brown. He's been very, I think, efficient this year. 33 touchdowns to 7 picks. His rating's 106.5. He's been really, really good. And Corey Davis is dangerous. A.J. Brown is dangerous. So this is a very, very, very good Titans team. They had a little bit of a slip-up early in the year, but now they've won the division. Sam Sloman made that kick, um, you know, boink, doinking it off the bar. And, uh, you know, Tennessee really, if you look at their schedule and you look at uh, the last, I don't know, five or six, seven games, they've played well. You know, they've played well. Outside of getting blown out at Green Bay, you know, they lost by six to Cleveland. You go all the way back to just after Thanksgiving, they beat the Colts, lost to the Browns close, beat the Jags, beat the Lions, blown out by Green Bay, beat a Texan team still with Deshaun Watson by three at the end with a backup kicker making the kick. I've had a really nice year, Tennessee. And I think they're really, really, really good on offense. So, again, though, balance. How does it work? Can you stop Derrick Henry? Well, I'm not going to stop him, maybe, but you know, can you contain him? And then that forces you know Tannehill, but he's made some really good throws too. But can you get Tannehill maybe to scramble out on the edge and start making him uncomfortable? The Ravens are physical. Lamar on the big stage, again, it's early, he's young, he's 24, same thing with Josh Allen, more on him in a minute. Do you, do you, do you get the big game from Lamar, Dobbins and company? If you can slow down their running game, Baltimore is forced into Lamar either making a play, arcade football, or throwing it elite. The second part, I'm still not convinced of in a big game. I'm not, because I haven't seen it yet. I think he's getting there. I think he got there at the end of this year. The video is out on him. The Titans played this team before. The Titans know this team. This game's going to be really, really hard to predict. Really close. I'm taking Tennessee. Close. This is the one game that I think could be the tightest. Three-point win for the Titans, although I picked the Steelers by three, but I think it could look right. I mean, sometimes you see a three-point game, and it looks more like... You know, it looks like a bigger gap than the other three-point game. I think that might be the case here compared to Steelers-Browns. Again, these are just predictions. I may get them right, wrong. I might go 50-50, whatever. I'm going to take Tennessee 27-24. So those are the Sunday games. The Saturday games, I'm going to predict coming up. Bucks and Washington, Seahawks, Rams, Colts, Bills, all that next ML Sports Platter back with you, brought to you by Bryant and Stratton College, Welch and Company Jewelers, and our great friends at Axe Exotic Pets, Route 11 Cicero. If you are in and around Central New York, go there for the special birds and the snakes and all the crickets that you need for your pets as well. They've got um, <clears throat> just a great array of fish tanks as well uh, for all of your um, uh, fish needs and uh, just exotic pets galore. It's a really cool place. Carl again crushing it. Axe Exotic Pets on Facebook. That's A C K apostrophe S. Exotic pets, Buccaneers and Washington. Interesting game here because Chase Young, one of the dynamic defensive players, wants to go for it on Tom Brady. Of course he does, but you don't say that. You don't poke the bear. Brady, 4,600-plus yards, 40 touchdowns. Incredible year. Again, though, 
balance. McKissick for Washington. Ronald Jones for the Bucks. Again, the ground game coming to fruition here. This game is going to be about what it always is for Tom Brady in the postseason. It's the same exact thing. Can you get to him? I did a video some weeks back, and all the Brady slurpers, all the Brady apologists came out in full force and, of course, misunderstood my video. Because why wouldn't they, right? YouTube accounts with one, one subscriber hiding behind the curtain with no profile picture with a letter for their headliner, right? Congratulations, you've really made it. It comes down to pressure. And in the video, I did it in real time which everything is done in real time, and then people go search for things later, and then they try to, you know, prove you wrong or say something that you never said. And it was against the Lions, a secondary, by the way, that quit during that game. They flat out quit. If you didn't see it, if you didn't rewatch tape, if you didn't watch the highlights, I don't know what to tell you. Detroit secondary flat out quit. National football analysts and former players even said it after the game. So if you don't believe it from me, then go believe it from somebody else. <laughs> Detroit quit. Tom Brady... In that game, he was great. Sure, he threw a ton of balls, threw some touchdowns. He was mobile in the pocket. I've never doubted Tom Brady being a great mobile in the pocket player. Tom Brady's not a great athlete. He knows that. He's talked about that for 20 years. You can be not mobile and still be a great pocket passer at the same time. Hello, Peyton Manning. Hello, Tom Brady. Hello, a pile of quarter Troy Aikman. A pile of quarterbacks in NFL history have done that. Drew Bledsoe being another one. You, you can be a great pocket passer and still be not a good athlete and not that mobile. Duh. Brady was not mobile against Detroit. He was awful. He can't get out of the pocket. He's not a great athlete. How will that stack up against Washington? It's the same story as it's been for 20 years. Can you get pressure on Tom Brady? If you can get pressure on Tom Brady, if you can control possession, if you can get a turnover here and there, you can beat Tom Brady. Go ask the Giants teams that won two Super Bowls. They did it with a pass rush up front. Osiu Minora, Michael Strahan, Justin Tuck, those kind of guys. If Washington can do that, they can beat the Bucks Again, ball control, red zone offense, turnovers, balance, pressure on Brady is the most important thing. I'm still going to take Tampa here because I trust Brady more than Alex Smith on the big stage. Again, a lot of it comes down to quarterback play in the postseason. Can that quarterback make the extra third and eight completion fourth quarter? Can they drive down the field? Tampa Bay, though, is favored by nine points, which I think is quite high. 26-20. Buccaneers get it done in this game. Rams at the Seahawks. Russell Wilson, I think, in the end, we don't know who's going to play quarterback for the Rams. I think in the end, he'll do exactly what I just got done saying. These two teams know each other. These are division foes. Uh, Seattle, I think, this year won 12 games quietly. And their four losses, hmm, only one came at home. Again, no fans in Washington, but Again, a creature of habit, a creature of home, a creature of their, their stadium, a creature of all the stuff that surrounds them, home bed, home field, home this, home stadium, feeling of the 12th man, even though they're not there. Uh, I think Seattle gets it done in this instance. And again, Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll, greater than Sean McVay and whoever the hell's playing quarterback on the big stage. I'm going with that. I also think that Seattle is more prone to make a big play either on defense or offense in a big spot. The Rams, they have a defense that can suffocate you. Aaron Donald is a monster, but can they make the big play in the fourth quarter? Again, this team two years ago went to the Super Bowl. We're not that far removed from that. 
I just like Seattle more here. Even though the Rams won last week and they got into the postseason, they've been wildly inconsistent since about week three, week four, week five, when I thought that maybe they were a Super Bowl contender. In fact, when they went into the game against Buffalo, I thought the Bills, when they beat them, remember the Bills were up big in that in that game. That was uh, that was way back in late September. That was the um, that was the third game of the year. Uh, I thought after the two wins, Dallas and Philadelphia, even though they played inferior opponents, I thought the Rams were a Super Bowl contender early in the year. I thought they were again Super Bowl contenders in the month of November. They beat Seattle, they beat Tampa, they beat Arizona, they beat the Patriots handily, twenty-four-three. And those games in November, December, um, they looked like shit against Miami, if you remember, on the first of November. But then they really cleaned it up. They did lose to the Niners, but you know the Niners are no slouch, and it's a, it's a division game. I thought the Rams for the longest time Super Bowl contender. I'm not really on that wagon anymore because I don't trust, even if he's healthy, Jared Goff. I have no idea what you're going to get out of Jared Goff if he starts. So give me for sure the Seahawks in this game. The line is close. It's minus 3.5 for Seattle. And I just really, really like... um, the Hawks in, in, in this game. Um, mm, do they beat the spread? Yeah. Yeah, let's go 31-26 Seattle in this football game. Colts at the Bills. Here we go. As I record this, Stefan Diggs and Cole Beasley are listed as questionable for the Bills game, according to Marcel Luis Jacques of ESPN. And a host of Buffalo reporters, Matt Perino, New York Upstate, etc., all tweeting it out uh, about an hour or two ago. I think they'll both play. I think they're both going to be limited. I thought the Bills going for the 2C was the right move for a lot of reasons, including that if the Chiefs slip up down the line and you keep winning, you host the AFC Championship game. But again, first things first, you have to beat a very good Colts team. Um, I was all for the starters being in there, but once you got a decent lead, I would have taken my chances and pulled Allen and pulled Diggs earlier than McDermott did. Turns out that it worked out. They crushed the Dolphins. They kept the Dolphins out. They got the two seed. It all seemed to work out fine. But man, if Diggs can't go 100% and you're in the fourth quarter and you need to drive down the field and Beasley is not 100% and those two guys, you know, they're your surefire hands, guys. I mean, John Brown's a nice player. John Brown is 100%. Gabe Davis is a rookie on the big stage. Isaiah McKenzie was really, really good last week against the Dolphins. But do you trust him third and seven to make a catch over the middle in the postseason? I don't know. I trust Diggs, and I trust Cole Beasley to do that. And that's where it could come in. Now, as far as keys to the game go, the number one key, undoubtedly, is the Bills have got to stop or at least control the run and the screen game. It's not just as simple as, well, stop Jonathan Taylor and Hines. And you're, no, no, no. It's about more than that if you're the Bills. You've got to stop the screen game as well. Phillip Rivers gets the ball out of his hands incredibly fast. You've got to slow down Taylor and Hines on the ground. And then maybe you can slow down a little bit more of the screen game. But they're going to kind of go hand in hand, in my opinion. I think Phillip Rivers... Frank Reich is going to try and minimize big play, uh, big big play needs for from from Rivers to win. 
He's going to run the ball. He's going to throw the ball to Taylor and Hines on the edge. He's going to try to do some screen stuff. He's going to try to get those guys in the open field where the Bills, even though they've improved the last 7 to 10 weeks on all sides of the defensive football, they still struggle with some tackling here and there. Milano, Edmonds, all these, they have got to be great tacklers in this game. Tackling is going to be big for the Buffalo defense. Slow down the ground game, slow down the screen game, and start to get, as Chris Sims said this past week, Phillip Rivers to kind of tap that football a little bit. Get him nervous in the pocket. Get him nervous with the hands. Fans will be in attendance for Buffalo. Will it make that much of a difference? I don't know. The Bills have gone 7-1 and one at home this year without fans. The line is 6.5. I think this game's going to be unbelievably close. I think all these games are going to be really close. I do. Uh, there will be one or two that will prove me wrong because that's how predictions go. Um, but I think it's going to be close. Another huge key in this football game is going to be, in my opinion, the Bills' passing game against the weak secondary of the Colts. Now, this is still a team. It's it's, and I say weak, not that you know they can't play, obviously, but the Colts' secondary, out of all the parts of their defense probably at this juncture is the weakest. I don't think there's any question about it. Their safeties sometimes overcommit. The corners aren't in place. You can throw over the numbers. You want to get this team so that you can neutralize, and that's where Cole Beasley could be huge if he plays and he's close to 80-90%. You send him over the middle and maybe draw Darius Leonard in or a tight end in, draw the linebackers in the middle of the field and all the rest, and throw it over the top, throw it to the edge to, to Diggs and company. The Bills can really go at this secondary, I think. So if I'm Brian Dable, I'm not changing anything whatsoever, even though the Colts might be expecting it, because it could be a situation where it's here it is, hit it. You know, here's here's Bob Gibson, here's my best fastball. Okay, can you hit my best fastball? Okay, and the best fastball right now is Josh Allen to his receivers. And they can take advantage of the secondary big time. Again, playoff time, red zone offense, uh, turnovers, special teams, um, you know, third down efficiency. All those things are going to come into play here. Frank Reich is great at being the underdog. The Bills should know that well because this is a 28-year anniversary situation where, you know, Frank Reich led one of the great comebacks in NFL history, the greatest comeback in Bills history against the Oilers in the postseason. I think it was January 3rd of 93. Um, This is going to be a Frank Reich, um, let me just check that date. Yep, January 3rd of 93. Um, you know, Frank Reich loves Buffalo. He respects McDermott. He cheers for the town, cheers for the fans, cheers for the team. But all that ends on Saturday. He is going for blood. He's going for the win. Of course he is. And the Bills have got to control their emotions with Frank Reich. They have to control their emotions with fans being in there. And my f- that's my final key. My final key, it's on the Buffalo side, the emotion of the big stage. They've gone into, last year they went into Houston, blew a double-digit lead. We know the story. I know that there's been a lot of people who have defended Josh Allen, Phil Sims, Chris Sims, etc. lately of, well, you know, it wasn't just as simple as, you know, back lateraling the ball and and, and a couple other plays uh, because, you know, Allen drove him down before that and Allen got him in this spot and Allen did this. Well, he also threw into triple coverage to a fullback. Uh, and so Allen from start to finish, it was, it was yeah, sure, Josh Allen had a ton of great plays in that game, but he also had horrific plays in that game that cost the Bills. That was the old Josh Allen. That was the Josh Allen, right? Now it's more and less right Josh Allen. And so if they get that Josh Allen, 
if they can control their emotions. Again, Josh Allen, like Lamar Jackson, is yet to win on the big stage, but again, only 24 years old. If they get a controlled Allen <clears throat> and the Bills just play Bills football and the offensive line does what they've done, right, and we get the team that we've seen all year, which is what the playoffs are. You make your mark in the postseason. You did enough in the regular season to get to this point. Now make your mark. This is where the Seattles and the Green Bays and the New Englands in the past and the Baltimores in the past and the Pittsburghs in the past, okay, that's where these teams flourish because they're here every single year. And they win these games. The 90s Cowboys, the 80s 49ers, the Giants of the 80s and 90s, right? The Rams of the Dick Vermeil era. They're here every year. The Colts with Peyton Manning. They're here every year. Win a game. Win two games. Make your mark. This is a huge, huge game for the Bills. Handling the stage, the emotion, the fans, not winning a playoff game in 25 years. They got to win this one, at least. Because if they don't win this, this entire season goes to the, down the shitter. And everybody goes, nah, there it is. Same old bills. The fan base goes crazy. The phone lines and sports talk radio are lighting up. If Allen has a bad game, all the MVP talk disappears. Uh, people are losing their minds again. This team can't win the they can't win a big game. McDermott and Bean are regular season people. I mean, it's just going to all come out. They have got to win this one game at least. I'm going to pick the Bills. Close. 27-23. The Bills do just enough on all facets in all facets of the game to win. And by the way, another thing to keep in mind, the Bills' depth and versatility you hope come through here if you're a Bills fan. If the receivers are really banged up, as I mentioned, you know, Beasley, Diggs, etc., can a Dawson Knox make a huge catch on third and eight? McKenzie, the big game last week, can he do something extra on offense again? Andre Roberts now has rested two weeks. He sat out. Isaiah McKenzie went and was a special team Swiss Army knife. Can the depth and versatility rise to the top? 27-23 Bills over the Colts. So there you have it. That's your super NFL <laughs> wild card weekend. I'm Mike Lindsley. This is the ML Sports Platter. Thanks for listening. Hit me on Twitter, at Mike L Sports, and be on the lookout for all of my 9-Minute with Mike Lindsley segments and ML Sports takes on Twitter, Facebook, IGTV, and, of course, TikTok. And I appreciate everybody here listening. Did I cover? Oh, and YouTube, right? Did I cover them? There's so many. YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, IGTV, and Facebook. There you go, the five of them. Um, and email me in if you want to be a sponsor of the show or have an idea of a sports topic or two. I'd love to connect with you, the listener. Mike L Sports 1979 at gmail.com. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. And thanks again to Bryant Stratton College, Stanley Law Offices, and Welch and Company Jewelers. University of Maryland Global Campus was established to bring a respected state university education to working adults at home and abroad. 70 years ago, we sent professors overseas to educate service members and their families on military installations and on the front lines. Today, we're online because that's where working adults need us, that's where you need us. We'll support your commitment to being a successful student with services that fit your lifestyle, and we offer more than 90 programs and specializations for where you are and where you want to be. University of Maryland University College is now University of Maryland Global Campus. We go the distance because times have changed, 
but what we're made for hasn't. UMGC offers online support for veterans, including resources at the Veterans Resource Center, no-cost digital materials replacing most textbooks, virtual advising, transfer credits, and lifetime career services. Speak to our dedicated military and veterans advisors who can help you find the right degree for your career path. Visit umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. Everybody needs just the right amount of fuel to get going in the morning. For some, a nice McDonald's egg and cheese bagel is just enough to do it. Others might prefer a McDonald's bacon egg and cheese bagel. Or perhaps a sausage egg and cheese bagel. And there are those where nothing will do but a hearty McDonald's steak egg and cheese bagel. Four different breakfast bagels to get you going. Tomorrow morning, give your engine a head start at participating McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com. And get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20.